Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. long ago a friend of mine sent me a uh, meme <laughs> it says how hardcore of a truther are you add up your points one for each and there's 40 topics for 40 points and I didn't agree with all of them but I I, I mean how do I put this there were things that could be expanded upon in each. And I thought this is a great way to cover a few things. A great way to have an open discussion about some topics, some things that, that are shit that we couldn't talk about, you know, a couple of years ago. The amount of times I got shadow banned because I spoke out about climate change or fake dinosaurs or flat earth or vaccines. Or the medical system as a whole. Now, ironically, those are the first five of the 40 on this meme. And I thought, what great way but to talk about absolutely all of them. So, 
over the next few episodes, I haven't decided how I'm going to split it up because we're going to see right now if I cover five or if I cover ten. Uh, you're along for the ride. Actually, you're not because they're going to be in the title. So if there's ten episodes, if there's ten names in the title, then we went ten. But if there's five, then we did five. So number one on this how hardcore of a truther are you is climate change is a hoax. Do you believe that? Yes, I do. Meme. I certainly do. <laughs> now, people will also ask me, why do I want to talk about this? Why do I want to talk about conspiracies? Why do I want to talk about this? That and the other thing. And for me, I can say unequivocally that when you're living in the quote unquote, I'm going to use loosey goosey terms, the third dimension. When you're living in the third dimension, you're kind of unaware of everything. Meanwhile, believing that you're fully hyper aware of everything. Yet inside the third dimension leads, lives boredom, insecurity, fear, anxiety, depression, uh, scarcity, lack. Just general shittiness is your third dimensional living. And again, these terms are the well-known verse terms. I'm not over here trying to be a preacher and or or a you know a, some sort of person that's telling you to do it a different way. You do it however you want to do it. But when you become aware of certain things, and it's not like any information that I could give you would be like, "Hey, uh, now I see it a different way." Not not in that sense. The information that I can give you might have you connect some dots that you've already been looking. Uh, and I say all this because there's so many things that go into these episodes or into these, this, this message, this, this total genre. There's, there's a saying that I picked up from a book, a Stephen King book. And in the book, they go back in time and they're trying to change the past. And the guy says, the harder you try to change the past, the harder the past pushes back. I've quoted that before in other episodes. But where I equate that to this is the more you try to change, not so much the narrative, but the more you fight the narrative, the more you, and it's not even, okay, I can't even say that because it's not even really fighting the narrative. You're not, you're not going up against the narrative. You're, you're observing it. So the, but now for the sake of the statement, for the, the more you fight the narrative, the more it fights back. So in other words, the more you see it, the more you become aware of it, the more it tries to challenge you. And that could be, you see something and you speak on something. And then you get canceled or then you get attacked or then you get, you know, what have you. Now I say this again, there are people out there being douchebags and they should be, you know, silenced. But if you're operating with integrity and you're speaking on fundamental topics that we're not allowed to talk about, and you notice that your circle of friends or people around you or social media trolls attack you, or you've ever been canceled. When you when you get mobbed by an incessant amount of people, it's wild. It's wild, but you understand that it, this is the very system that you're speaking against. And again, you have to have integrity while you're doing this. If you don't, then you're you know you're just another agent of chaos for the very system that you may or may not be speaking against. How do all of these things, these conspiracies? How does all of this change? When you sort of see it, look at it, 
do it your way. It gets rid of the idea that you're not good enough. It gets rid of the thought process that this scarcity thought process, this, this anxiety, this fear, this, what if I don't do it right? What if I can't do it? What will they say? What will they think? What will they do? All of this power that we give to all these imaginary they, thems, <laughs> they, thems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm in, I'm in my own little world on that one. Cause that one just came out of nowhere and I very much entertained myself by saying it. The they, thems push back. <laughs> So getting yourself out of the idea that you can make a mistake or that you can't do something is fascinating. Understanding that every single mistake, quote unquote mistake or setback is, is designed to get you moving. Every single thing that you do that you're uncomfortable with is designed to make you uncomfortable. So you fall back into alignment, your alignment, the alignment you chose before you got here into this earth game. To me, it's mind-numbingly fascinating to understand that the reason you're depressed is because every single ounce of everything that you know goes against everything that's been handed to you. And you've also been led to believe that you're crazy if you disagree with everything that's been handed to you. And that's the kick. So once you truly start to understand and see things, the world opens up quite a little bit. Now, I could go into major detail about that, but we haven't even gotten into any of these topics. Uh, and we're mm, 10 minutes into the show. Ish. Maybe nine minutes. I don't know what the editing's going to do. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please allow me to get into topic number one of 40 in this multi-part series. How hardcore of a truther are you? Number one, climate change is a hoax. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure that there is a climate that is changing. But it's not changing in any drastic or detrimental way. It's not changing in any way that's going to wipe out all of humanity. To me, if you ask about climate change, I would say that there are people that are intentionally manipulating the weather. Um, and you can see that with chemtrails and you can see that, you know, with, with the uh, general information manipulation, everybody, everywhere talking about this being the hottest summer everywhere. So we sit on our phones doing nothing, really, reading these articles that were written and we think to ourselves, oh, well, I don't have to go over there now because it's too hot. But you see all these stuff, just these articles written everywhere. And this reminds me of the movie. Don't look up. We've been inundated this summer with everyone saying this is the hottest summer on record. And it's just all dumb information that we're just pulling into our brains through this cell phone and because nobody pays attention to the mainstream media anymore well the cell phones are still run by the same people and the algorithm is still run by the same people and the information that we take in is still delivered by the same people except we think it's different so we're like this is it's different this is okay this is a, a small article by a small time person bah, 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 bah. why do we see it why is it important anyway that's how they can manipulate that Climate change, though, again, you know, in the in the 80s, we had the hole in the ozone layer. We were all doomed. In the 70s, we had global cooling. Oh, we were all, uh, new ice age is coming. We're all doomed. And then the 80s, the, the, the ozone layer. And then the 90s, um, 
global warming. Global warming was a big one, you know, and actually the 90s wasn't global warming. The 90s was the San Andreas Fault. So all of the media in North America was talking about how the San Andreas Fault, and all the media and all the movies, I mean, how many movies did you see about earthquakes in California falling into the ocean? That was the 90s, right? And then those movies just kind of disappeared. Uh, well, into the 2000s. I think The Rock was in one of those San Andreas type movies. Anyway, they were everywhere. The whole idea that California was gone, that was the fear of the 90s. And then the 2000s was global warming. And global warming was going to be, you know, the death of us in 10 years. You can see the Al Gore statement, but nothing's changed, right? They add more taxes. They pay, they make, they make people pay more. Uh, in the year 2010, it was no longer global warming, but it was climate change. So from 10 to 20, we were dealing with climate change, climate change, and the, the, the hinting of the flipping of the poles. Oh, earth will go from north and south. Nothing's changed. Nothing anywhere has changed. There, there hasn't been one inch, one millimeter of raising of the seas. Now, I look at this too, and in this particular climate change, I think that they, you know, if, if I apply um, Operation Looking Glass to this information, and I think to myself, these guys were sort of looking into the future. So goes the story. I don't know if it's true or not. The information that I have inside my head. If Operation Looking Glass was true, maybe they were looking into a, a reality that was created. Maybe, maybe San Andreas did shatter, but we're in a different timeline. Maybe, maybe the Earth did what have you rupture. And one of the things that that sort of sticks in my head is is the fact that you see these craters everywhere, and they're they're taught, they they they're called scientifically they're called impact craters. Um, so where the asteroids hit the earth and wipe the dinosaurs out, dinosaurs, which is the next hoax that we're getting into. Those are more than likely geysers and they shoot water. So when they talk overly about this flooding of the earth, and it was mentioned in Noah's time as well. I look at this and I think it's not going to be you or me driving around in our cars or cow farts that creates the polar ice caps to melt. I think that they may know something might be coming and they're either trying to get ahead of it or they want to be like, hey, look, we're right about this. That, the other thing, I don't know. And they think that something's going to flood us. Uh, the Tartarians, you know, we've heard about the mud floods too, and we, we've seen how a lot of buildings are buried underneath. When you look into any sort of Tartarian, Starfort, when you look into anything like mud floods, when you start looking at these things, you realize that buildings have been well buried, like like thousands of feet underground. You know, there's entire civilizations underground. Uh, you can look at the, the sewage system in uh, in Great Britain, for example, how that's all underground tunnels. That wasn't designed for our wastewater to just flow through. This was built, built as something amazing and then flooded through. Um, now, again, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know for sure what any of this is. And I know so many people just want to rip on other people that are making a statement or making a move. By all means, rip away. Um, but just know that you're barking up the wrong tree. All I'm doing is dropping pieces of information that may or may not be something that's possibly interesting. 
Matter of fact, I should probably hit this, right? Disclaimer. If you're going to soundbite any of this podcast, you must soundbite it in its entirety for consistency and context. <laughs> so yes, climate change is a hoax. Um, the temperatures haven't changed. They haven't risen. They haven't gone up or down or anything like that. But the fear has been there and the tax dollars have equated to that sort of thing. So there's a reason for it. There's a, it's a control. It's a control mechanism. It's a third dimensional control to keep you afraid. And we talked about dinosaurs. Number two, dinosaurs are a hoax. The dinosaur story to me, um, it perpetuates the globe earth theory. Uh, and that, uh, which is now the next one, number three is the flat and motionless earth. I have my theories on that too, but let's get back to the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs perpetuate a, um, the globe earth, right? They also give credence to quote unquote fossil fuels, which was the story that we were told that the, the oil in our car comes from dinosaur bones. We're like, yeah, science, of course, dinosaur bones are in my car. Why wouldn't they be? Because if you question it, you're an asshole. So I think another thing too, if you think, if you look at Hollywood and all the amazing stories they've told us, you know, Lord of the Rings, all the superhero stuff, I think for the most part, our history, our truth was stolen from us and then sold back to us in the, in the form of movies. Like what you're truly capable of is probably pretty bloody magical and all that shit was stolen from us. And we were, you know, we were only taught to talk about certain things and do certain things and be certain things. And we think that this is all there really is, but none of us are flying or teleporting or doing, that was funny, teleporting <laughs> a brain. None of us are doing anything super extraordinary um, because we believe we can't, we've never been, we've never been able to, and we've been taught our whole lives to fight everybody as well. So we're not manifesting. We're not empowering ourselves. We're not growing. We're not utilizing any of our true gifts. We're just sitting around eating atrocious food, killing our third eye and fluoridating everything else. It's a very peculiar place to be in. Dinosaurs to me are a hoax. I think what was happening was they were finding bones of Tartarians and, uh, or giants or previous civilizations. And this is, this is what, this is what they then decided to start calling dinosaurs. And if I recall correctly, I don't remember the exact year, but I think the term dinosaur was invented in the 1960s. Um, and it was just a perpetuating story. Prior to that, dinosaurs didn't exist. And post that, we've got this grind story about how they all exist. One of the funny memes too that I see is like when you when you look at dinosaurs and they're like these are these are T Rexes, right? And then you're like, well, how the hell do they mate? You know, how does this how does this work? It's like it, it doesn't make any sense. Most of the dinosaurs don't have the ability to mate. If you look at them and put them together. Now, of course, somebody's going to say, well, maybe they lay eggs and then the other one sits on the eggs and eggs and, and then we have eggs and there's no sex. It's just eggs. Maybe. But why do we also assume that we know what they sound like? And why do we look at the dinosaur bones in any of the museums and know that they've been statistically stated as plaster? They're not quite real. Um, they're not exactly what they what we've been led to believe. They're, it's an image. It's a thing. And then people will say, well, 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 what, you think there's an entire archaeology that's just out to lie to you about all this stuff? I'm like, I'll tell you. I think that they were probably lied to about what they were working on digging up or whatever it was. And they just never questioned. I think there's a lot of people that just don't question shit. And those that do question shit get blasted. They get shut down. Notice the COVID doctors that dis disappeared, lost their licenses because they said try ivermectin. I don't know. 
Dinosaurs are real? I don't think so. I think that they, they serve a purpose. I don't, you know, was I there? I don't, I wasn't there. Was there giants on this earth? A hundred percent there was. Could dinosaurs have existed in a, in some sort of cantation that they were part of something? A hundred percent they could have. Um, but we're not allowed to talk about dragons either. Right. And, and I think that a lot of these could possibly or potentially be dragon bones. Um, I think it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating possibility. I think that looking into it is, is beautiful. There's so much that could go into any of that. Um, but yeah, dinosaurs perpetuate fossil fuels. They perpetuate the idea of scarcity, uh, and they perpetuate, well, they perpetuate the fact that we got wiped out once so we could get wiped out again. So there's more fear. So they, they benefit from that. Um, they're trying to show that that's a proof against scarcity. And it also equates to, uh, the globe earth. It, it gives credence to something from out there, some flying rock from out there hit us once it could hit us again. Um, that it, it perpetuates the globe earth idea. And, you know, for me, I look at all these things and I ask these questions. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. So number three, speaking of which, gets us into the earth is flat and motionless. Well, upon all potential and possible observations, the earth is flat and motionless. But I don't know if I like that so much because you, there are so many studies out there that can say, hey, the earth is concave, the earth is hollow, um, the earth is... Flat and motionless. I mean, I have questions. I have questions about, you know, they talk about the sky. I look at the sky a lot too. And when you look at the North Star and you see people do star trails and it's like a perfect sphere. You know, I know full well that the earth, you know, if you're, if you're in the Northern hemisphere or the Southern hemisphere, or if you're in winter or summer and then the earth is rotating around the sun, um, we're going to see a different night sky in winter than we would in summer, theoretically. So, could it be flat and motionless? Or sorry, could it be a ball earth? I mean, unequivocally, no. The idea that we live on a ball earth in the middle of infinite space is, is absurd as it's delivered. Um, the only thing that could be a ball earth in space is if the earth that we know is much larger, uh, much, much larger than we're allowed to believe it to be. Uh, there's also the man on the moon. Uh, there's all kinds of theories that state that the moon is reflecting back the Earth's map, what it truly looks like. Uh, and on that, and on that map, there's extra Earth, and that's kind of neat too because we hear we hear aliens called extraterrestrials, and we know that Earth is called Terra, and extraterrestrials just means extra Earth, Earth we don't know about. And we've all heard about the ice walls, we've all heard about the 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 Winter's Gate, um, and in in all the stories, you know, there's there's demons from other parts, not demons, whatever they are, from other parts of this realm. Um, and, and that all makes sense. That all makes sense to me. The Truman show hits the nail on the head when they talk about, you know, why would you want to travel? You, you've seen everything, you've done everything. There's nothing left to see or do. And then we get on our planes and we're like, well, we can fly to everywhere on the earth. Sure. Everywhere that you can buy a plane ticket to, you can fly to. And if they tell you that the earth is a ball and it's small and it, this is it. Great. Right? There's no actual depictions of the globe anywhere. There's no actual pictures of the globe anywhere. All of it's CGI. Even when you get on Google and you start spinning the earth ball around, it doesn't make any sense. You have to do one and a half rotations of the earth to see the whole earth. We don't question that stuff. Um, you know, there's a million, there's a million reasons why you, you know, you could. The other thing too is, is, is the vacuum of space. We've been told that the space is an utter and absolute vacuum. 
Okay. But we have an atmosphere. So how does the atmosphere of Earth meet the utter vacuum of space without any barrier whatsoever and not get just sucked away? And then people say, oh, well, density, confinement of this, that, and the air gets thinner, and blah, 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 blah. And there's a melding of the... The absolute vacuum of space somehow meets the atmosphere of Earth. And we're not allowed to question it. <laughs> we know what a vacuum does. So, I mean, there's there's a ton of questions. Is the Earth flat and motionless? My take on the Earth scenario um, for everyone to be, for everyone's to, to to for everyone's theory to be accurate, the only way it could work is if we were in a simulation. And mathematically, being in a simulation is kind of the one that makes the most sense wherein you can believe whatever you want inside your simulation inside your video game it's also how uh, the multiverse works every last one of us is having an experience as we sit here um, your experience and my experience are identical right now you're listening to me speak so you and I are occupying the same space and time doing this thing right now but we live in two totally different universes Every single person that's cognitive lives in a different universe because it's your universe. It's your life experiences. Twin brothers are two entirely different universes because of the experiences that they have. And that's fascinating. And all of those, all of those universes overlap into the multiverse, which is our existence, which really only works if it's a simulation. So whatever this is, have a little bit more fun with it. Stop stressing about it. I mean, you're not a, you're not a random monkey floating around on a space rock trying to pay taxes before you die. There's so much more to life than that. But the globe Earth says you've got nowhere to go. You've got nothing to do. Uh, and this is the whole purpose and meaning of life, which is, again, the majority of the reason why most people are miserable and depressed, because they believe that to be true. And it is not. You're not here to, to pay taxes to a bunch of degenerates. Uh, what else do we got here? Number four, vaccines are harmful. Uh, this is a this is a point of contention. This is a tough one. People always want to bring up polio. Oh boy, polio, polio, polio. These vaccines are fucking people up. These COVID vaccines, and you're seeing this new edition. It's called sudden adult death syndrome. Sads. It's very recent. And there was something, I can't remember what took place in 2020 that made, forced people to shoot heroin. No, wait, shoot needles into their, was it shoot crack cocaine into their ass by a dog? No, it was, it was, you aren't allowed to go to the gym, to the restaurants. You weren't allowed to go to work. You weren't allowed to travel. You weren't allowed to get on airplanes or trains. You couldn't cross the border unless you let a man in a white coat jab a foreign substance directly into your bloodstream four times. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, I knew it sounded absurd. You were cut off from everything you've ever known until you took this magical go-go juice that shit's fucked up right they can't solve quote-unquote world hunger but they can make sure every single human on the planet gets 
four doses. Holy fucking hell. Oh, but what am I going to do? Right? I'm just crazy, crazy if I talk about this shit. Now, knowing that SADS is something that's shown up afterwards, it's documented. Sudden adult death syndrome. SIDS has been around for a while. Sudden infant death syndrome. And if people aren't tying that into the other vaccines that these kids have gotten, what COVID did was made it absurd, made the entire medical field look like a fool. It's garbage, all of it. And if they're willing to do this, and if you tie this in with that and the Tuskegee experiments and everything else, you realize all of it's a scam. So are vaccines harmful? 100%. Do they save lives? I don't know. I wasn't around for polio. I don't know what people had, what they didn't have, what the whole thing was. I know that everything that they can vaccinate us for, they jammed into us in the first place. They made us sick with this, and sick with that. Who knows how polio showed up in the first place, but why are all viruses? Why do they all have trademarks? I just don't know. Which somehow leads me into number five. The medical system is fraudulent. 100%. That's what it came about. Vaccines showed that all of the medical system is fraudulent. Now, of course, you're going to hear somebody say, oh, if the medical system is so fraudulent, why don't you just skip it when you have your quadruple bypass? Or when you need your quadruple bypass. Well, I'll tell you this. If I grew up eating the healthy food that I should have been eating, Instead of the stuff on TV, the McDonald's and the this and the GMOs and the that and the and the pesticides and the and the ultra fatty gluteny breads that they've been changing on us since we were kids. Bread today is not what bread was in the eighties. Bread in the eighties is not what bread was in the sixties. But I'm a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist if I think that. Okay. Rise up, gluten intolerant. It's in the bread. They've changed it. Right? So the food that we eat is systematically trying to kill you. All of the stuff that we ingest is terrible. All of it. And, oh, look at that. Number six is our food sources are being systematically poisoned. <laughs> so I read these things before in like sort of an order. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. But as I'm going through the list and as I'm talking about these, they're leading into each other. It's not like I'm doing this on purpose. It's, it's crazy. So yeah, the medical system is totally fraudulent because sure, I need triple bypass surgery after I've spent a lifetime of eating the bullshit that's been shoved down my throat. Now, of course, people will say, well, you had the choice to eat the McDonald's and the this and the that. Yeah, sure. But it's the brainwashing, right? We were told to watch television. We were told to whatever. We, we grew up the idea that even the television was like, hey, you need to have this in your house. It's very important. And then it was like, but first it was like so expensive. You can't have it. Right? All of these things were so expensive. Right, This whole, you can't have it. And then when you could afford it, whoa, I've got a TV. And now they've cerebrally tricked you into having this brainwashing tele-vision device, this tele-vision program unit in your house. Now you're living their dream. Now they're broadcasting their message. And people are like, well, I don't watch the news, so the television doesn't have that effect on me. I'm like, man, it's the shows. We used to think that life, or that art imitated life, and that we were watching these shows because they were similar to what people were doing. But no, we spent our whole lives, our whole younger lives, watching these shows programming us to believe certain things. Imagine the television was teaching you how to fly and what you could do and how you could 
change this and how you could alter your own DNA and your own thought process and how you could regrow your own hair or regrow a limb or how you could, you know, manifest virtually anything. Imagine these were the shows they were talking about. Sure. Great. But they weren't the shows that we were talking about were how people were depressed and fear and this, that, and the other thing. And we think these shows just simply emulate our lives as opposed to create them. I think I'm on a tangent here because there's no television on this thing yet. It's, where was I? The medical system is fraudulent. Vaccines are harmful. Yeah. So the medical system is fraudulent. I'm going to end on the medical system on this episode. I'm going to jump into six, seven, eight, nine, and 10 on the next episode. And that episode is uh, number six is our food sources are being systematically poisoned. Uh, I briefly touched on that on this one. Number 10 or number seven GMOs are not safe again, right there. Oh, number eight TV is brainwashed the masses. Yes. We started on all that too. I'll, I'll go into it deeper for sure. Uh, politics are an illusion and project Bluebeam. That is our next episode. Uh, this is a fun little chart here that I'm, I'm running down and we've got 40 of these. So if I got five out in this episode and five out in the next episode, we're looking at eight episodes of this amazing topics that we're not allowed to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had some fun today. Uh, something to think about anyway. And if you didn't have fun today, Thank you for listening for 30 minutes, not having a good time with it. Jeez. Uh, I'll leave you with this. In the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. Stay tuned for part two. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the mentalmasteryalliance.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash the Mental Mastery Alliance. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag TMMA or tagging us at the Mental Mastery Alliance. To have your voice heard on the show, leave a voicemail or send a text to 647-338-1265. Long distance charges may apply. If you love us, leave us a review. If you hate us, you spend your time in weird ways. But also, leave a review. Every review on iTunes tickles the algorithm helping us grow. Until next time, unity over division. This concludes the most surreal portion of your day. You got it, Pontiac.